Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Probably the greatest line that has ever been uttered in all of Tales and Monsters history. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! Woo! How are you both doing? Doing good. Doing, uh... Um, I'm... Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. We, we are all in Michigan, and we found out when we can all get vaccinated. This is very exciting. That's very true. I, I'm, I'm longing for the day that we're back yeah. in the same room. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Especially for an episode like today, I'll tell you that much. Oh. I I was legit. Like I paused it. I don't know. Um, not even a minute into the episode, and I said, "I am so sad. I am not watching it with Matt and Matt right now." Yes. Because I would have fallen off the couch and just rolled away to a new world. Because oh, this rep episode is insane. It is out of its mind. Oh, this episode is absolutely crazy. But before we... I loved it. The, today's episode was called Malcolm. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do, we're going to dive into the old transmissions mailbag. We never came up with a theme for the transmission no, no. mailbag. Dive, <laughs> diving in. Um, we hosted, we talked about an episode, um, a while ago, an episode called the waiting game about vampire, (laughs) vampire meatloaf in a post apocalyptic (laughs) hell. Um, and our good friend, Marissa, she reached out to us. She said, uh, good job remembering the details from night of the comet. That's my jam. It's so good. That was all you, Jen. Oh, I got a night of the comet update. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> well, Matt, let's watch it. Let's watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's that... so good. That was a heavy rotation, as was, it was like Night of the Comet, Desperately Seeking Susan, and uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which comes up, uh, which I, I will be bringing up in some sweet deets. Oh, oh sweet. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, Long time, friend. Almost fam at this point. Sean Clorin reached out and said, Can't wait to listen. I believe this is a fan favorite episode. So all I have to, all I have to say is, Could you please pass me my sombrero? Fake laughter and pretend that there was a whole story before this singular line. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, Zachary Ryan, Ryan Wellborn said, I'm still on episode 145, but catching up quickly, he is plowing through the episode. Yeah. Way to go, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. No, I mean, maybe that's the way to do it. It's just, you know. Just rip the band-aid off. Terms, just, just <laughs> and, you know, send your family away. Get them out of the room. Yeah. Put the headphones on and take this your medicine. Time. You're going to come out of that room a different man. Take your medicine. Take your medicine. Take your transmissions medicine. Uh, somebody who has taken quite a bit of transmissions medicine, Michael Watkins, reached out to us. And he said, kudos to the vampire for not giving up. Have, having to try every code could take some time. <laughs> to which I responded as the, tra- as the transmissions paid. There's no quit in that vampire. (laughs) (laughs) And Stefanos reached out to us with one of my favorites of monsters. Ah, okay. I'm glad, I'm glad there's a monsters for everybody. Yeah, there is a monsters for everybody. I love that. That was, should have been their tagline. (laughs) There's a monster for (laughs) everybody. Maybe it wasn't, I don't know. We're going to close up the mailbag, and we're going to talk about this episode, and I cannot wait to do so. We watched Season 3, Episode 13, Malcolm. It is customary around these parts that we guess what this episode is about. Based on title alone, who would like to go first? You know what? I will, because I never go first. (laughs) So here's what I got. Yes, no, no. Maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now, and you're not so big. Life is unfair. <laughs> Yay! Uh, well, I would like to read mine. Okay, you better ahead. believe Malcolm's in the middle, but this time it's the middle of a murder-suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the Countess leave him a broken music box before drinking poison? Who did the inspector think he was meeting in the dark alley before being shot? What happened to the other characters? I can't remember from Malcolm in the Middle. Tune in and find out. <laughs> Two Malcolm in the Middle go fours. Matt, yeah, it's up I, to you to bring it. On, Matt, bring it home. I did not go that direction. I'm sorry. Uh, you no. know why you didn't? Because it was easy. And you don't take the easy way out. There's no easy. That yeah. vampire has no quit, and Matt has no easy. No. No, Matt is the glue that holds the dark side guest together. <laughs> Matt Nas and I would have abandoned this. You know, years, oh. ago, literally years ago. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I worked so hard to remember the lyrics. <laughs> that was a that was a singular Google search to make sure that I had those lyrics buttoned up. Maddie, go for it. Okay, here we go. Malcolm, Bruce and Selena's son, was an even-tempered, thoughtful little boy. He rarely ever spoke out of turn or misbehaved. This could, they couldn't have asked for a better son, which was part of the problem. They couldn't remember Selena's pregnancy or ever going to an adoption agency. All they could remember about their son started three months ago when the Howa Comet passed by Earth. Who was Malcolm? Where did he come from? And what did he have planned for his parents? Ooh. Oh, buddy. Also, I threw in a comet just for you. I appreciate I, that. Thank you. Yes, I literally thought Night of the Comet. How can I tie this into Night of the Comet? I appreciated that. I do I do love a comment. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So Jen, hit us up with them sweet deeds. Sweet deeds. 
All right, guys, we watched Malcolm. This is season three, episode 13 of Monsters. Uh, this episode aired December 23rd, 1990. So I guess this was their Christmas episode. <laughs> I guess last week's was their, or two weeks ago was their Christmas episode. But if this was airing on December was... 23rd. Yeah, that just. Hey. a little better, but. Like, can you imagine no, being no, a no, kid here's and the sitting deal. down? Here's the deal. <laughs> you taped <laughs> You taped the Christmas episode from last week just so you could see it a few more times before Christmas. You don't want a Christmas episode on the 23rd. Too close. Uh, well, I, we saved our gifts, Matt, and this episode was a gift that he was oh, giving. This episode uh, is a gift. <laughs> uh, here's the description from IMDb. IMDb. Thank you. Unhappy wife asks her depressed workaholic husband to play his clarinet for. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that, here's the thing. That's not a dark side guess. No. <laughs> There's a real synopsis for this, for this episode. This episode is so fucking weird. Okay. We got to get through it, Matt, so just keep it together. Unhappy wife asks her depressed workaholic husband to play his clarinet for her like he did in their youth. The music causes severe pain in his abdomen, and he's taken to surgery. What they find trapped there is beyond bizarre. Okay. That is accurate. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right, guys. This was written and directed by offbeat character actor Tom Noonan. Uh, he was Francis Dollarhide in the original Manhunter. He founded the Paradise Theater after graduating Yale Law School. He played uh, the pallid man in the 12 Monkeys TV show. Did, did you guys watch that? I never watched the TV show, but I will always know Tom Noonan. As yeah, of course. In, uh, in Monster Squad. Monster Squad, of course. Or Frank, Frankie. Yeah. Uh, he also uh, was the writer and director of previous Monsters episode, The Bargain, with uh, Kim Greist uh, uh, as the the uh, bookstore owner who transformed her appearance after a spooky oh, ad. right, right. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm was played by the uh, very distinctly faced Ed Lautner. He was Joe in Cujo. He was in tons and tons of movies and TV. What I remember him from distinctly was uh, being the dad in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. He was Sarah Jessica Parker's father. Uh, The movie starts Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt as little babies. Uh, Sadly, Ed Lautner passed in 2013. So pour one out for Ed Lautner. Lorna was played by Carol Shelley. She was a Broadway mainstay. Uh, she was in lots of early television as well. She was uh, known for performing in the stage version and later the film version of The Odd Couple, the original one. Uh, she was a voice actor in several Disney films, and uh, she passed away in 2018. Wow. R.I.P. Carol Shelley. Wow. Uh, and finally, The Doctor was played by Fairly Granger. He was Guy Haynes, uh, the star in Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train, and he was Philip in Hitchcock's Rope. Uh, he was also in some amazingly titled, very like Troy McClure titles. He was Spike in Something Creeping in the Dark, John Ward in The Sensuous Doll, and Inspector Caprana in So Sweet, So Dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
He also appeared in Tales from the Dark Side as Dr. Roebuck in the episode Painkiller. Uh, which going going way back there, Matt. I think uh, I, think oh, that I wasn't was... on the show when Painkiller. Yeah, did. No. that was, that was season one. Yeah, uh, sadly, Fairly Granger passed in 2011. So all of our leads are dead because of this episode. All our There's leads no are dead. But... <laughs> and the sky is gray. It is black. It's still gray. I totally threw you off. That's okay. No, that's that's about it. Get out of the house again, I guess. Back soon and see my friends. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Shut up. Shut up, everybody. Oh, those crispy critters? They're my favorite. Just do the paper thing. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, wait, go Thank ahead. You. Oh. oh, fine. Shut up. Oh, look. It's... Shut up. Look, it's monstrous. It's my, it's my fucking favorite show. Let's watch it. Let's watch Let's watch it together as a family. That's what you want to be. Shut up. Daniel, a family. Don't care. For the kids. Oh, the door for the monster swings wide open. And I guess we're in a geriatric porno fantasy. What? <laughs> it starts crazy. This is a freight train of insanity. This is a great episode, and it's bananas from the jump. She's, it's this, it's like a woman in a Quaker Oats commercial. Like, it's a very sort of old timey like it's it's what if somebody was like dress a room so it looks like a rocking chair so like everything looks like a rocking chair that's what this room looks like like it's like the old record player uh you know very brown um and then she you know she's going through old photos and thinking of the earlier days it's like a term life insurance commercial it really is <laughs> we're we're scrolling by the big band oh that's the other thing this the music in this episode if you think the episode is crazy the music in this episode <laughs> is you gave somebody a yamaha dx7 and told them to make a big band song it's like hey, you hey can't I have I have some information about the music in the subject. <gasps> oh, please drop it. Like it's it off. was written by Tom Noonan. <laughs> God of course bless it was. Tom he Noonan. A triple threat writer, director, musician. This this episode felt like one of those, okay, we gotta get some more episodes in the can. Call Tom. He already did one. Give him thirty bucks for the set. He's, he can film half of it in his mom's house, and the other half he can fill in a room we make of curtains. <laughs> so, Dude. so we're in, we're in Tom Noonan's mother's house. Let's say very, very brown wood, and she's looking at photos, and she goes to the closet and she pulls out, of course, a disco ball. This I, what? So 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 okay. Let's just rewind the forty-five seconds of episode that we've seen. When that disco ball came out, I had such sadness that I it was it was reliving the pandemic over again that I wasn't with you guys to watch this <laughs> because seeing her come out of that closet with a disco ball in one hand and a clarinet in the other, 
I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I was like, let me just shuffle off to my quiet place where I keep my old clarinet and disco ball. She comes out and is like, oh, thank God. I also still have this hanger and light already set up just waiting. She hangs this disco ball in two seconds and light is hitting it immediately. And then then she's just like, oh, let me just go over to the old Victrola and put on public domain's greatest hits. My notes here where she goes downstairs, puts the disco ball up, puts the record on. This is how I imagine every day is at Matt's house. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. I immediately thought she's going to, she's set in the mood and she's going to fuck that clarinet. She's going to fuck the clarinet. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm about to go like, oh, well, I guess I found out where American Pie got its backstories. It's where American Gothic meets American Pie. They um, There's one thing about this episode that I don't know if you noticed, but I, I even noticed it at double speed. They are taking their time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a real... It's a real... This is a, this is a light episode. It's a real saunter through action. Like, uh, yeah. oh, don't worry. Again, we have some great public domain big band going on. Yamaha DX7 clarinet happening. This episode feels like a parody of itself. Like, it feels like, it it feels very much like an episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Like, the angles, the look of it, everything about it, uh, just, oh, it was perfectly silly. It is, it's ridiculous. So Mickey gets home. Mickey gets home. The poor schlub gets home from the office. And you can tell he's not had a great day. And he says, Laura, what are you hanging? Which I don't, I don't get. Is that like, is that like, you know, jazz slang for something I'm just not aware of? Because she's not hanging anything. I think she was hanging the disco ball. Was that what he was talking about? Probably. The disco ball had already been hung. Like, yeah. Well, she is holding that clarinet very much like she's about to hang it from something. Inner boost, yeah. (laughs) And she goes, Mickey, and he goes, you haven't called me that in a long time. This is weird. Isn't that your name? Right. And she she says, play for me, Mickey. And she thrusts the clarinet at him. And he's like, I'm a little out of practice. Uh, Let me just... And it's a, not a clarinet. It is just a synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Do they not know what a clarinet sounds like? I mean, I don't know what a clarinet sounds like. But if I was like making an episode where a clarinet was this central thing to the plot, has so I'd look much, it up. so much warble and vibrato on it. it yeah, it, it's got the pulse button locked down on the Casio. Like, yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. As soon as he started to play, I thought, oh, this should be a violin. Like, I, this felt like this episode needed this to be a violin. That was his pet. Like, a clarinet is such an odd choice. Well, like, they wanted... Well, it, it's not when you think about the end, but... A trumpet <laughs> would have been a better choice. Yeah. But, like, the clarinet, they're going for this big band thing because she isn't just playing, like, a 45. She's playing a shellac 78. Mm-hmm. So, again, I've no idea. There's no concept of what year it is. 
This could no. be yeah, this real. could be two days ago. This could have been 1960. No yes. idea. But the disco ball tells me that it's modern times. You know, because I don't know when the disco ball was created, but the mirror ball, I don't have any idea when the mirror ball was created. I guess I could do a Google search on that, but I would, but why at this point? <laughs> Too late. Well, he plays for so like... as he starts to play, he plays for like 10 seconds and he's jamming. It's definitely to the song that's playing. Yeah. Uh, but then he freaks out. Like something happens. He he sort of is this. Does he grab his stomach at this point? Like I don't remember if he grabbed his stomach. I just remember that he that he takes it away, like kind of angrily, and, and he says, "Put it away. Turn off that record." Um, who told you you could go digging through my things? And she starts to lay on the. You know, we didn't used to be like this. You used to. We're getting to my favorite line, and Matt. Oh my god! This this is this line is a show stopper. We Matt. could record nothing else for this episode. It could be another thirty minutes of us talking just about this line. Matt, I think I think that you just need to bring the episode up. And I think. Get it. It. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, I think I we just need to play need to this. Play you're it. right. Just, I can't. Yeah. Okay. Here's. And would you pause it before he finishes? Like, like, just do the first half because I would like to give people a moment to guess what, what he might be doing. Because certainly, this is not how I thought that sentence would end. No, absolutely not. I laughed out loud. Like, I scared my wife. With, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to bring it up in just a second, but here. Here's what I did find out about the um, about the mirror ball since the 1920s. So not so okay. out of place. Oh, it feels right. Okay. Okay. One second. I... I'd like to talk to you tonight, but okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd like to talk to you tonight, but but totally fair fair <laughs> statement. Nothing. How intriguing. How intriguing. But I'd this like to... marriage isn't working out. You are... I'd like to talk to you tonight, but I've I, got I, a big I, proposal tomorrow at I've, work. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've had. I got a big proposal, but I've got to eat something first. But I, I just got home. Give me a moment. Mm-hmm. Anything. Anything. <sighs> I'd I... like to talk to you tonight, but your mother's in town. And she's ruining our marriage. Right. Something. So I'm going to. Anything. I'm re- Anything. I rewound it just a touch. Perfect. And we're going to hear it again. I used to know. We used to be like one person. I'd like to talk to you tonight, but I have to create a box to hold 48 cupcakes without. <laughs> If this is the last episode of this show, we did good. (laughs) I'd like to talk to you tonight. 
I think of- this would have been an episode if we were in person where Matt would have knocked his glasses off and Jen would have fallen off the couch and just kind of rolled around. <laughs> this got me, guys. This got me good. <laughs> I need to create a box. I need to box. create a box that could hold 48 cups. <laughs> what an exact number. Number. Oh. No, I thought what? the exact thing. I need four, to create four not four dozen, 48 cupcakes. Well, and and not, it's not, not like I need to assemble a box. I need to. That's a very standard bakery box. Like that's yeah. just you could you could put forty eight cupcakes. You know what you do? You just put them in two half sheet pan boxes. I'm gonna create a box <clears throat> that holds forty eight cupcakes. We might be in a time period. But listen to me. Listen, I have to create a box that holds forty eight cupcakes. But I have to create the box out of dreams. Oh no. It was- Oh no! Really? Okay. Well, well, I've got a solution for you. Are there any other criteria that that exist? Well, let's just let's just hear that one more time. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you tonight, but I have to create a box to hold forty-eight cupcakes without crushing one. <laughs> Their marriage is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clearly this is this is not the sixties. This is present day because man could not dream of creating a box in which you would not crush a single this is, cupcake. This must be some future sixties. Some future state of which we are unaware. Yeah, are they you know oh my God. it's something for the world's fair that they're gonna put next to the Dimaxian house. <laughs> oh god. Fucking a, unbelievable! So it's of course time to play a little game called "I'd Love to Talk," but um, so this is where we uh, also come up with terrible things to follow the words "I'd Love to Talk," but uh, somebody would like to go first. I I will start off. I'd like to talk to you tonight. But this diorama of the new adventures of Beans Baxter isn't going to build itself. <laughs> I love that that's our deep cut. Just the new adventures of Beans I Baxter. I aimed that for you. Oh, I know you did. No, you did, buddy. Jen, what do you got? Okay. I'd like to talk to you tonight, but I crushed my windpipe in a waffle iron earlier and I can't speak. <laughs> You're talking Daddy. to me right now. <laughs> I'm speaking phonetically. Well, gotta go. Well, I'd like to talk to you tonight, but there's a man with a monkey outside, and I've got to see what that's about. I'd like to talk to you tonight, but there's a screening of the day the clown cried, and I simply must go. Jen? I I got enough. That was... I'd like to talk to you tonight. But I've got to take this call about my vehicle's extended warranty. (laughs) I'd like to talk to you tonight, but I need to find out how I can get 11 CDs for only a penny. (laughs) I'd like to talk to you tonight, but the Fredericks of Hollywood catalog came today, and I don't have anything better to do. (laughs) I'd like to talk to you tonight, but... The boss has me honking on Bobo all night, and I can't skeet dupe the daddy. 
I'd like to talk to you tonight, but your face fell off, so. I have to create a box to hold 48 cupcakes. 48 cupcakes. And it can't crush one. I didn't even hear the, and it can't crush one. Because no. I just. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> so he tells her to go to bed because this cupcake box is going to be an all night think piece. Well, and he also says the universal thing that every woman wants to hear when their spouse gets home. You look tired. You look tired. <laughs> like Matt, when, when you get home from work, you, you walk up to Catherine and you say, you look tired, right? Those are the first words out of my mouth to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2021, my goal is for her to hate me. <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, it's a it's a parody of itself, so I am fine with it. But this is uh, this is not a a female empowerment episode, which I am fine with. But it is, it, boy, this it, she's just getting heaped upon, especially when the doctor comes in. Oh yeah! Oh my god, the doctor. We'll get to Doctor Dick Wad later, but uh... yeah. Okay, so he he tells her she's tired, go to bed, and he's going to be working on the cupcake project, but he is slaving away at his desk, which is the first problem, really. This is not a desk kind of problem. No, not uh, at all. He, but he falls asleep, and she goes to check on him, and there is, coming out of his mouth, a light and music. Well, yeah, she's she's listening to the record, and she starts hearing a noise that's kind of mimicking the record. So she walks over and she sees him and he's fallen asleep on his desk. The light's coming out and his mouth is moving. Yeah. And it's just, it's just weird. Very weird. And then she wakes him up and he runs to the bathroom and it looks like we're going to have like a chest burst moment. I thought yeah. we were heading towards a real Quato moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, cause you see the, uh, whatever it is inside of him starting to like push through his stomach. Yep. And then we go to commercial. Yep. That is an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. The girls of Holy Grace have a reputation to uphold. They couldn't 
they couldn't even get the Cindy Lauper version of the song. I was, for I was just going to called. ask. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, I was going to ask why they didn't use it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cease and desist from Cindy Lauper. They had to call it Girls Just Want to Have Fun. As a chronic misspeaker, I enjoyed Girls so much. Girls. Yeah, like Jen, I let you, I let you get away with it. If Matt had done it, I would have been on him like a hawk. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I appreciate oh. it, buddy. Oh. Just talking to my girls. Girls. <laughs> oh God, I remember that song when that came out. It was such a hit. It was like mm-hmm. it was. It was so huge. And that video with Captain Lou Albano. Albano. Yeah. Oh, That's right. Man, oh man. Cindy Lauper. Because I have the, I have that song on my phone, and whenever it comes up uh, at random points in the song, I just point like Captain Lou does. Yeah. <laughs> There's a weird thing that like Duran Duran, Cindy Lauper, Boy George, all came into my collect my conscious all at the same time, and yep. it was like music is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like. You know how you make it big? You have 72 bandanas tied around yourself. <laughs> but and Madonna, all of, like all yep. of that was happening at the same time. It was like Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to tease my hair to crap. I'm going to have a million jelly bands. Everything will be great. If only someone could make sense of this. And then you heard weird Al. Oh, saved my life. He saved my life. I should, I have to find the picture of when I was a kid and I think I was maybe like, I don't know, seven or something. And I dressed up. I was positive. I looked exactly like Madonna. I looked nothing like Madonna, <laughs> but, uh, to, uh, young Jenny Reynolds. Hold hold on though. Was, was this for Halloween? No. Or a party? Or no, was just at home. Instant- was this another incident of you making bell bottoms? Yeah, this was very close, cl- very close to that. I didn't go anywhere. It was just me in my family room, just posing, pretending I was in the borderline video. I will find that photo. I love it so much. Please. Yeah. Please. Borderline. What a song. Yeah. That's a great song. I don't know. You want to talk about an episode some more? Yeah, maybe. Let's get back to it. Okay. And we're back. Uh, we're about to enter. I guess we're in the hospital. But hospital maybe. is like a room of sheets. Don't, don't... Clearly <laughs> a room of sheeted curtains. Yeah. Cur- curtain sheets. We are introduced to a new character who I love to call Dr. Dickwad. This guy does not care what. Uh, the, the wife says at all, she might as well just be a pile of clothes in the corner. (laughs) He wants nothing to do with her. And she is trying to explain, like, there's light emanating from his mouth and his belly done burst. He's making sad. Sure, sure, sure. Kitten. Just, why don't you just sit over there and be homely? let, Let the men talk. Uh, and also, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, he has a ponytail. Oh, I, I called him Dr. Ponytail, yeah. Okay, right. Well, besides... That's how you know he's a prick. That's how you know he's a prick. Well, besides being terrible, um, 
he also is a pretty lousy doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of interest in their insurance. Uh, then eventually, after he shuttles her out, he starts in on, have you thought about your future with her? With her? Because we have a community that we're starting. <laughs> just, it's it's got just sell malls. property in it's, Boca. Yeah, it's 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 just a bunch of gives... swinging singles. <laughs> yeah, he even gives him his business card, uh, and then he's like, "All right, come with me. We're gonna take a look at your X-ray. Do you know what that is?" And he's like, "No, that's your X-ray." Cool. <laughs> no, well, so this part is great because what is obviously a caterpillar is in this x-ray <laughs> and he goes you have a cyst and i'm like no nope. a cyst that, would be like, like a, a mass that thing has legs <laughs> 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 oh and it's humming right now so yeah. i don't what are you talking about? It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's simply a sack of cells to isolate an irritant. Uh, you know, but it's, but, but who knows what it could be? It could be like a pearl in there. You know, it's clearly look at it. How, how harmful could it be? Don't, don't be concerned. And then, then he says, it's dark inside of me, doc. And he tells him about when he falls asleep, he hears sounds bright sounds uh and the doctor starts to hum hum a t oh he starts because he can hear the song coming out of malcolm's mouth uh he starts to hum it and that's when uh malcolm like i guess kind of bowls over yeah and that's when the doctor is like oh okay i guess there is something wrong with you i that enormous caterpillar inside you wasn't raising any flags but look prepare the surgical team so, let's let's move him to those other curtains. Oh, so so maybe you guys can explain this part to me. Why is it that once they're out of that room and they're in the hallway in the operating room, everything has echo to it? Yeah, I mean they turned the, the reverb, reverb up is through the roof because she says, "What are you taking out of him?" him, him, him. Oh, this is when it, I, the episode just turns into naked lunch. Like, I wrote this as a jazz freak out of an app. Yeah. Yeah, like we are in mugwump heaven. Like they, she's in the room, I guess. So I'm like sterile enough. You see, I thought she was out of the room. I, I thought, thought she they was were communicating like telepathically. This hospital's concept of rooms. The whole hospital rooms? is sheets. Yeah, the concept of rooms is liberal. She I guess is under a spotlight. But she's talking through the jazz caterpillar. <laughs> or maybe the jazz caterpillar is talking to her telepathically. It is, I don't maybe know. it's a freak out. It's a freak out. I am amazed that they were able to afford the only thing that distinguishes the uh, the operating room from the hospital room. I guess is the presence of a surgical light, which. I am amazed yeah. they were able to get. Me too. I was I was quite surprised by that. So I couldn't tell. This this scene is very weird because it seemed like she was sort of controlling his mind. She was saying like, you know, no, don't do that. You know, get up. They were like talking about restraining him. And he was supposed oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, then he sat up and stuff. Yeah, supposed to be anesthetized. 
and uh, but he still like had his eyes open, was sitting up. <laughs> the doctor was like, "Well, just keep going." <laughs> and I <laughs> love, keep this I ball love that it rolling. Sounded, it it kind of sounded like the doctor forgot his lines for a second because he goes, "Let's get that out." Stat. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Just yeah. <laughs> keep going. Don't. Don't stop. Um, and I guess it just ends and we go to uh, an act break. Well, they, they, we see that pulsing mass. Yeah. They, they take out the giant worm cyst and now it goes, this is so weird. It goes from jazz to Tibetan throat singers. Was that, was that supposed to be the sound coming from the mass? I don't know. The mass definitely... definitely has a song in its heart. I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah, and so it starts to pulse, uh, and that is the act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Wow. One thing I hear a lot is people say, Bruce, what's this with you and jazz? What's the beef with you and jazz music? I say, well, I really hate jazz. They say, what do you hate about poor old jazz? I say, the sound. The sound that jazz instruments make when they're being manipulated by jazz players for the delight of jazz respondents. I think of it as musical barf. <laughs> they say, I don't think you've given jazz a chance. Well, I maintain, I haven't given suicide a chance, but... Well, I did give suicide a chance, but that's only because I was threatened with jazz. You know, jazz music. One thing I hate, one thing I hate is being woken up in the middle of the night when I'm dreaming about, let's say, promiscuity with dignity. By a rap tap tapping on my window, by those guys with goatee things on their faces saying, hey, can we come in? Bino's clarinet's getting wet. And then they go into this sort of Gene Krupa trance. Jazz schmaz. I'm sorry, I've got to go that far. Jazz schmaz. You know what? I'd like to declare this a jazz-free zone. About 40 miles as far as the jazz hating crow flies in any direction. Just paradise. Those guys would go to work and it wouldn't be there. I'm going to ask a question. What sort of music do you think there is in hell? You know, H-E double hockey stick? Well, I think it's probably hateful freeform jazz. And in heaven? Country and western music. Choice is pretty obvious. It's not jazz. It's not. Jazz. <clears throat> What's that? Recorder or something? <laughs> I'm not into it. Fuzz pedal, that's what I'm into, you know? Jazz schmaz. Jazz schmaz. It's come to that. Oh, jazz schmaz. As. This is a weird episode, and as weird as it is, this third act. Is. He's home and he's wearing a plastic hat. Well, what is, okay, what is on okay. his head? Well, let, we're back. We're back. Yeah. What's on his head? It's 
it's it's a hat with a shower cap over it. Yeah, I don't know. I you know I I wasn't even focusing on the hat because he's so preoccupied with the box that looks like somebody didn't even ship it through the mail. It's like someone that he knew put something in a box, did the thing with the like folding the lids, and then put it on his doorstep and then knocked. Like I thought that box was his mass. I thought he just had it, it in there. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. It's it's not. You're right. You're, it's not. It's not because because in a bit. Um, so he is. So the first shot that you see him, uh, him, he is wearing a, a fedora that has a rain cover over it. Okay. That makes me want to ask why. Well, you can't get your fedora wet. Where is it's he? like when guys put what? those totes over their dress shoes. Yeah, it's like a disposable boot cover, like, like so you don't so you don't mess up the the floor that you've just. You don't want to get just... your wingtips wet. Well, he doesn't want to get his jazz cap sopped. Where is he going? <laughs> Where, it's not raining. What? Why is it there? Well, by the look, well, he's just—he's just sitting there in he's a sitting stupor. in his couch. Yeah, he's sitting there in a stupor with that box. Yeah, but he's also—he's worried about his job and the cupcakes. The cupcake account. So, oh God! He oh, very God. recently had open surgery. Yeah, hugely he... open abdominal surgery. They just ripped a caterpillar cyst out of me. I don't care, <laughs> baby. I gotta talk about the these cup- a sweet potato. I gotta talk about these cupcake accounts. Oh God! So his boss calls, ring, ring, ring. He answers the phone in a like, I mean, in a stupor, right? So, oh, oh, hello, sir. No, yes, I know how important the cupcake account is. <laughs> Twitch, now I really need to know what this guy's job is. Like, what? What? What does Not he do? Not even a specific kind of cake or a bakery. It's specifically the cupcake, the cupcake account. account. I mean, this is the yeah. fucking Penske account. Jesus. Matt, Jen. It's very sports please. marketing. Yeah. Illuminate me. He <laughs> 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 real old dogs. Yeah. <laughs> what is... What does he do? Like like I said to you guys, is he a cupcake engineer? Is that a thing? I need to know. Please. No. Go. No, he he's in boxing and man, he makes boxes. That's why he is sitting on the couch with a box on his lap with a look that only says this has ruined me and made me. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, I mean, I'm comfortable saying at this point in the episode, at. I have no idea what's going on. I think yeah, anybody it's... in good faith and good condition would say the same. It may, it is chaos at this point. You just watch something and like, you know, you rely on the narrative to kind of help you know what's happening. No, no. I feel like a story should help you know what's happening in yeah, it. No lifelines in this bad boy. <laughs> You're on your own, kids. <laughs> He goes to the closet and takes out his clarinet 
And now he cannot play. It's like the the Futurama where where Fry has the parasites that make him super smart and also make him like able to play his his recorder. No, I I know that episode because yeah yeah, I, and then he has to make the decision like does Leela love me or does she love the worms? Right? Yeah. That's a question every man has to ask himself. Right. So this guy's gone through the same thing, uh, and. At one point, I was concerned. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was, oh, oh, just by using the clarinet. I was like, he's putting pressure on his abdomen. I feel like he shouldn't be using a wind instrument that recently after surgery. Well, so also one thing I noticed, that disco ball is still up, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah this so felt like it was all the same day. Yeah, I I really don't like did you have any I mean, sense? I don't of think that I don't think they would let him been? home from. I don't think they would let him home from the Curtin Hospital in one day if he had like. They, you'd think they would keep him overnight for observation. Yeah, I guess, but then again, no one worked at that hospital, and there were no machines, so I guess he's just as just as safe at home. At least there's a phone there. Fair point. Fair point. Well, okay. Let's just get to it because we are dumbfounded by. We're dumbfounded by everything that happens in this episode, but I guess we're about to see the craziest thing that this episode has well, to offer. Well, the, oh, wait, his we, wife have says, you talked about the flute fail yet? Yeah, that he grabbed uh, his, about him trying to play, and he's well, just yeah, like, it, it just it just comes out. Uh, it basically like if you gave a clarinet to someone who didn't know how, and it just honks and squeaks like uh like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where he plays the clarinet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife comes in and she's talking to him and I can't remember what led to this, but he says something that's like, I can't go outside. Everything's out there. <laughs> yeah. What was he talking about? Who knows? I, I think he's, I think he's still in a daze. Because I, he just had surgery? I, like today? Well, because part of him is missing, I guess. He so they get into this argument where he's like, you know, I never should have stopped playing, uh, and it's it's her fault because yeah, she yeah, constantly they... complained about the band. So for her to bitch now about him not playing anymore, it's all her fault. Yeah, she's Yoko Ono, and so she says, "Look, I just missed you when you were on the road." And then he's like, "Oh, cool, check this out." <laughs> <laughs> To which he opens up the closet door to reveal a turd. <laughs> and guys, but a, but a turd that sounds like Mr. Roboto. Like this it, turd is nuts, and it's going Malcolm. <laughs> Matt, can Matt? You just have to play. You have to get that episode back up, okay. and you have to play this. <laughs> yeah, there are slug. there have been very like predictable episodes that we've seen it's like yeah you kind of get it and by the third act i'm you know like I'm, maybe i'm playing with my phone a little bit by the end of it or doing something nothing. i was riveted <laughs> nothing could prepare you for this no nothing at all here nothing. here's some here's what is it tell me it's the thing they took out of me. Malcolm. 
Cybertron. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a Protoss drone, man. It definitely does. It also sounds like it's about to kick off Starlight Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. It's talking to you. No, it's not. What do you want? Don't talk to that thing. Are you? Mickey? Don't touch it! It is you! You're crazy. I'm here, Lana. Oh, gosh. I mean, I almost want to just play the rest of the episode because it's so insane. I, I, I even describing it, it's indescribable what the fuck is happening here. It is, it is. She's having a conversation with a grown man and a talking turd slug. <laughs> it's interesting because the episode doesn't say you know this was his um, you know unabsorbed twin or something or uh, yeah. It, it, it's it's just a it's. It's just a turd. It's just a. It's. Well, I mean, what is it? Is it his like, soul? Is it? No. It's. It, I think that that is who he used to be, and uh, because he had to give everything up, his this is who a he used to be was the irritant a... that that became the cyst, right? So it okay. got rid. When they got rid of the cyst, none of him was left. This okay. is an allegory. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess the thing is, don't get married to a woman that makes you stop doing your dreams. Yeah. Because then your dreams will become a third in your body. <laughs> and if you kill your turds, you kill yourself. <laughs> it also looks like a like a very gross dick, right? It does. It does. It does. Because especially it, it, when he's murdering it, it it, go, it goes full tuna can. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so, um, Mickey, Malcolm, whatever, he, he has had it with this thing. Yeah. So he just grabs a poker. Is it? No, it was the clarinet. He kills it with the clarinet. Oh, I thought it was a knife. No, no. He, he takes the reed of the clarinet and he stabs this poor Sabina slug to death. I, you guys. I was mad about this. I hated it because I was rooting for that slug. That slug was a nice guy, and this guy is a jerk. And he no, stabs that slug to death. And no it, wonder it didn't make sense to me. I didn't realize he was stabbing his soul slug with a clarinet. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's what you don't see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, like, it cries in anguish, and I, I was, I was not happy about this at all and after he kills it with the with the clarinet uh then now suddenly he's smiling and he's looking happy uh and this is this is when the slug flattens out and starts to spin and it looks like a goddamn kaleidoscope well no it's a mirror ball 
Was no, it on the? Oh, I thought it was like on the record player. Well, no, but this is on the floor. Yeah, I I didn't know if it got moved. I I didn't quite know what was happening. He did not but do I a loved good it. job of explaining this. If only Tom Noonan were here to explain himself. Oh, you're yeah. you're on your own again with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no the the. Then now now what I need you to do is go to the top of Griffith Observatory and lean out and yell. Gotcha, suckers. <laughs> That's what this this whole thing is a bow finger. And it looks this this line, this end line. She oh just God, we have okay. to have okay. so let, let's, let's, let's let's set the scene. Let's rewind just a touch. So I guess his name is Mickey. But why is the the episode's name Malcolm? Is his the, name is Malcolm, but I believe Mickey is, is his nickname. nickname is his, his jazz nickname. nickname is Mickey. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Malcolm Mickey reveals the slug. His wife looks at it, hears it say, "Help me! I want to play the jazz." Malcolm, well, and is, then when she asks it who it is, he says Mickey. And the, of course, she believes this penis slug over her jerk ass husband. Her jerk ass husband decides to take the reed from the clarinet, stab it to death. It then collapses into a pool, but where the holes from the stabbing is, light emits. Light is coming out, yeah. The record starts playing the in symbiosis with the slug starting to spin as well. Painting a kaleidoscope of of mirror ball colors on the wall, it dies and dissipates into the ground. We're left we're left with a weird moment of silence. Um, Malcolm looks as if I finally have done it. I'm totally good, and then he collapses to his death. He slumps down. Yes, he slumps down. He's dead as Dillinger, and he's like. He's kind of how would how would you explain how he's lying down? Like he no, he, he basically he slides down the door jam, and he's on the ground dead. Well, right, but he's like he's like in an S shape or something, and the turd is in the middle. And Matt, you have to play. Oh yeah, this last okay. Line so he, he's barely in the fetal. Killed me. So he's yeah. So the scene picture is. We've got the melted slug in the center. He's on the top, so it's from the ceiling looking down. He is in the fetal position on the top of the screen, above the slug. She is below the slug. She looks up at the camera. So she sees the slug. Sees... <laughs> raises her arm and her, and her oh, eyes to the heavens oh if only she had dropped to her knees that would have been the ph de resistance man what an app what an app executive producer richard, richard. P. let's go to the writer's room don't touch a fucking word of this i will it's nope impossible to change it's in, yeah you cannot change this episode yeah you no. would be a fool to even attempt 
to change this episode. It's unchanged. Leave it be. Leave yeah. it be. There's nothing to change. You have to rewrite the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, to what? For what? <laughs> I, you know, I would be furious if someone tried to remake Dolomite or do anything to Dolomite. That movie is lightning in a bottle. Don't change a don't change a goddamn frame of that movie. This episode, to a much lesser extent, is Dolomite. Like I would go, I would rewatch this episode soon. Just be yeah. like, I want to dig into this a little bit more. This was oh, we have to rewatch this together. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we, I absolutely. can't wait. We we should we'll we all get vaccinated. We'll come yes. over, make Ted watch it. And we <laughs> we have to see this again. Catherine is yeah. not interested. I can tell you that right now. She will not <laughs> suffer this at all. Oh, Tati does not know why I. She knows why I do the podcast with you guys, but she does not know why we watch these episodes. <laughs> I have to make her watch this episode. But instead of watching the episode, I will just watch her reactions because that will be equally as amusing. Uh, Ted did watch this with me and we both. So I did have someone to make eye contact with over the uh, the cupcakes. line. <laughs> So I'd say this is this just happened, right? And it's insane. Great. Okay. I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Okay. Wow. Oh man. Holy shit. What a thing. What a thing to behold. Yeah. Uh I mean, I don't I feel like I could talk about it so much longer, but also I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I feel exactly the same I, way. I, yeah. Like like it's still with me. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so this episode got a five point three out of ten on IMDb. Uh, I'm trying to see me. if anybody wrote any reviews. See all three user reviews. Let's see here. Uh One of the worst. This is Joe Money says, one of the worst. I wanted to like it, especially having been directed by Tom Noonan. I can't think of a redeeming thing to say about it. The worm creature is okay. That's what earned it two stars. Uh, and then it's got a couple of, of very uh, high uh, results. Somebody wrote, let's see, Seth, Seth Plate wrote, this was my favorite episode of Monsters, with the waiting game being a close second. I have watched it countless times and love the music from it. It really takes me back to when watching Monsters on satellite TV in the early 90s when I was in my teens. I admit the acting was pretty terrible, but that can be said for almost every episode of Monsters. It's just corny fun. <laughs> the story is full of contradictions with the stupid wife changing her mind all the time. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Personally, I think she's a selfish cow and she was responsible for ruining Malcolm's life. Watch it more than once and I think you will like it. Um, this feels very. Did this guy start the Proud Boys or something? Yeah. Like... <laughs> uh, yeah. What an app. What an app, Jen. Give us a scale, I guess. Let's do it. I, uh... B to Gaglork cupcakes. There's no scale to contain this episode. I guess it's a box of 48 cupcakes. 
Yeah. Uncrushed. I would also give it a, an uncrushed box of 48 cupcakes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would call this a much, a must watch. It's a, because it's I, so weird. It's a must watch for all the wrong reasons. Wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has to be seen. It's a totally interesting episode. There is enough going on, but nothing happens. Yes. And it's very, it is, it is a very tongue in cheek episode without being that like, oh, ho, ho, tongue in cheek. Like it's, it's written to be very soap opera-y and very hammy. And there's a lot of, you know, overwrought emotion to it. It's so weird. It's so weird. All right. Um, well, uh, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. If one, I'm dumbfounded. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Um, I you got to get us out of here, Matt. I hope that everybody, <laughs> I hope if you've never seen this episode, do yourself a favor. Check it out. Um Oh, you know what? We we talked. Uh, we we talked as a group, and you know we've thrown out what we're going to do next quite a few few times. Some ideas. Some ideas. Some, some plans. But I think I think we have landed on it. Uh, realizing that we still have eleven more episodes of Monsters to go, and we're currently in the every other week release cycle. We hoped one day that we could possibly return to a weekly cycle but we're, we're taking it as it comes taking we're hoping it. to return to a lot of things exactly <laughs> we all want to return but we think then you know we don't necessarily want to hop into another four-year deal <laughs> just gonna be honest with you which would be like a tales from the crypt or um friday the 13th the series or Freddy's Nightmares. Well, I don't think Freddy's Nightmares would be four years, but, I, you know, like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits or some shit like that. Like, no. There's just there's just too many. But we did throw out the Simpsons Halloween episodes. Because each one it's of... It's anthology. Each one of those yep. is an anthology. They're all short and wonderful. I, and I mean, frankly, I've, maybe I've only seen the first... I, I, am, a, I am a classic Simpsons... Uh, aficionado i there are probably more episodes that i haven't seen than i have correct i've seen yeah probably yeah. it started season two so i've definitely seen yeah, it started season one they no, had a halloween episode the first season yeah but it's not an anthology yeah Ooh, dude okay here we go the, tree the internet i think matt nas is right I'm so, which is weird, Matt Rose, because I think you've got the, a weird encyclopedic memory, and so you know everything. So now I don't yep. know what to believe. Installment one is in season two. What? Yeah. I also just looked it up like the other. Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think because there is. Oh, there's like thirty. Yeah, there's thirty. Two of them. Jesus. With yeah, thirty-one. The, the, the first, the first seven are either must-watch or can sit through 
Yeah. After that, uh, but I think also I can't wait to find out. Yeah, but I think yeah. also just it 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 kind of goes into. Um, there's also probably going to be a little bit of a format change. Uh, we haven't figured it out exactly, but we will probably not be recounting as we do with monsters and have done with transmission or uh, with tales each episode in depth, but instead, uh, coming up with a new way to talk about the episodes. So, uh, we still got got, any ideas. Still got, I guys, I have ideas too. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have an idea, it's probably better than mine. So hit us up. We're about to tell you all the ways you can get in contact with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Did I forget anything? Uh, Try to enjoy the jazz. Try to enjoy that jazz. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by... Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was proposed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time. Try to enjoy the daylight.